Dr. Laura Savota, Professor of Translational Science and Family Nurse Practitioner. You're listening to Speaking of Wounds, and we're talking about how COVID-19 has amplified the need to establish unavoidable pressure injury criteria in acute care. With the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, there's been increased confusion regarding the diagnostic clarity of some skin lesions, especially in the critical care population. These lesions can be difficult to differentiate from other dermatological conditions seen in this population, including skin failure and deep tissue pressure injuries. During severe SARS-CoV-2 infection, endothelial dysfunction and hypercoagulability occur, and COVID-19 patients have been found to be at increased risk for ischemic lesions that mimic the appearance of deep tissue pressure injuries. In addition, similarities in the underlying pathophysiologic mechanisms of these skin conditions can cause diagnostic overlap. Skin failure is known to occur in critical care populations due to disease severity and shunting of blood to vital organs. Nearly each year and sometimes multiple times per year, a new skin failure definition is published. There's also quite a variability in the definition of skin failure across fields. In dermatology, skin failure is usually defined as extensive dermatologic conditions that compromise the homeostatic functions of the skin to an extent that it requires clinical intervention. For the wound care community, who are typically the experts consulted to differentiate the etiology of skin lesions that are suspected to be pressure injuries in the critical care population, skin failure is more closely defined as hypoperfusion of the skin resulting in tissue death, which can occur in the setting of failure of other organ systems. So this definition is sometimes attributed to the rationale for the development of some unavoidable pressure injuries. Um, and can encompass some dermatologic lesions that are seen at the end of life. The clinical course of deep tissue pressure injury can mimic that of COVID ischemic lesions, and the viral endothelial dysfunction present in patients with COVID-19 decreases tissue tolerance. This results in an increased risk of hospital-acquired pressure injury. The National Pressure Injury Advisory Panel was quick to release some white papers regarding skin manifestations of COVID-19 and unavoidable pressure injuries in this population. The white papers reference the proclivity of COVID-19 ischemic lesions to mimic the appearance and even the clinical course of deep tissue pressure injuries. They also discuss both the increased risk of pressure injury development and the possibility that a pressure injury was unavoidable in patients with COVID-19. The increased risk of pressure injury in patients with COVID-19 is known to extend beyond the critical care and even the acute care treatment period. The Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS, has defined unavoidable pressure injuries for long-term care facilities. And that's as pressure injuries that occurred in patients that had met a number of criteria. These criteria included receiving reasonable care with their clinical conditions, individualized and risk factors evaluated, interventions that adhered to patient needs, care goals, and standards of care also had to be both defined and implemented. In addition to correct risk stratification, plan of care development, and intervention implementation, outcomes also have to be monitored 
and evaluated with modifications made as indicated. In acute care within the setting of the COVID-19 pandemic, verifying that these criteria have been met can be challenging. If a team is able to verify that these criteria have been met, formal recognition of unavoidable pressure injuries in the acute care environment by benchmarking and quality organizations have not been implemented. In addition, the potential for deep tissue pressure injuries to evolve is not recognized by many quality and documentation departments due to a lack of clarity in ICD-10 coding guidelines regarding pressure ulcers that worsen during a hospital's stay as opposed to deep tissue injuries that eventually evolve as expected to a staged lesion. Extrinsic factors can also complicate the diagnostic clarity of cutaneous lesions in patients with COVID-19. These include disaster charting, staffing, hospital volumes, supply chain, and resource availability. Disaster charting is the terminology used to define reduced charting input requirements due to the extreme patient and staffing conditions present during disastrous situations, including the COVID-19 pandemic. Without thorough charting, root cause analysis of skin lesion clinical presentation and disease scores can be difficult to adequately perform. A high proportion of understaffed units, as well as under-trained and temporary staff during the COVID-19 pandemic also contributes to the risk of hospital-acquired pressure injury development and the lack of diagnostic clarity through documentation root cause analysis review. In conclusion, the NPIAP is correct. The increased hospital volumes and pressure injury risk of patients during the COVID-19 pandemic has certainly amplified the need for establishing the criteria for unavoidable pressure injuries in the acute care setting. It's long overdue. It's needed for accurate reflection of patient safety and nursing quality indicators. Thank you to the listeners for tuning in and be sure to check out woundcarelearningnetwork.com for more podcasts, articles, and videos on various topics in wound care. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, or where you normally listen to your podcasts. We hope you tune in to our next podcast, and thank you for listening to Speaking of Wounds.